This is a Social Storytellers podcast. This is a podcast about podcasting. You've got an idea for a series. It's a fictional scripted podcast. It'll be great from the inspiration acorn to releasing the end result. There's a little bit that needs to be done. So I've got Christine DJ Kicks here with me. She's a podcaster, a radio announcer, a writer, a winner of all the things, including the 2021 Australian Podcast Award for Podcast of the Year, Best Fiction Podcast, and just because that wasn't enough, runner-up for Best New Podcast for for your podcast, uh, Private Affairs. Christine, thanks so much for coming on and having a chat. Hi, Leah. Yeah, no, thanks so much for uh, uh, inviting me on. Super excited to talk all things audio drama with you. Yeah, I've been so interested in the world of audio drama. In fact, when I very first started out doing anything to do with audio or radio, I had like as I'm sure a lot of people do uh, or did, have a com- I had a community radio show, right? My own, my own hour to do whatever I wanted. So I filled it up with fake ads and, you know, radio serial plays and everything that I made from scratch and I absolutely loved it. And uh, I just don't seem to do it that much anymore because it's a fair bit of work, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah, that sounds like you had a whole production going yeah, on there. It, it was a lot to, to do. But I thought, well, look, let's have a chat with, with you because Private Affairs has just kicked off as of last year, right? Um, but I want to know how long ago was that little acorn of an idea for, for Private Affairs? Yeah, so that actually goes way back to about 2014. So a little bit of background on private affairs and the story itself. It's a a story about an interracial and intercultural uh, couple in Melbourne and sort of like how they're navigating their relationship. It's uh, inspired loosely on true events from my life. So back in 2014, um, I started writing a blog. Now, back then, I didn't think that was going to be a podcast. I was just, you know, blogging was really the thing back then. And I'd been reading a lot of books, um, especially by women, like funny women, like Tina Fey, Mindy Kalin. Like, I just was really enjoying that type of content. And I thought to myself, you know what, what if I tried to write uh, a blog, and I needed something to write about. So I started writing about my dating experiences in Melbourne. So cut to about 2018, 2019, there was a podcasting contest, a competition for ideas, and I didn't have any ideas, but my sister was the one who was like, why don't you adapt your blog into a podcast? And I said to myself, boo, no one wants to hear that, but <laughs> your sister here we knew are. better. <laughs> So 2018, okay. So when did you start writing the actual script for the audio play? Yeah, so I started writing the script in 2020. Yeah, right. In, well, July 2020, it was more like the research phase. Although technically I feel like I've been researching for like since 2014, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, But like really consciously researching more actively on like the craft of writing, um, a screenplay like I know this is not a screenplay but Mm. I relied a lot on the film and television industry resources just because there aren't that many like audio drama resources that I came across that were quite comprehensive in terms of like how to actually structure your story and you know things of that nature so the idea that I had anyway for the podcast was that I wanted it to be 
like a TV show, but for your ears. So mm. naturally, I started researching a lot on TV writing. And then when I actually started writing, um, that was around August uh, in 2020. And then I finished the script in October uh, 2020. Yeah. So it, I mean, just from yeah. just from the writing aspect, there's a fair bit of work that goes into it. How how many? That's the hardest. <laughs> really? <laughs> For okay. Me. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So how many uh, times did you go back and reread it and go, "Oh, that's terrible," or "Oh gosh, that's great." How good am I? Um, and and how many times did you have others have a look at it uh, as well? Yeah. yeah, that's a really great question. So initially. I, I like to, I have a notebook actually that I have, which I call the no judgment notebook. <laughs> I just write whatever comes to mind. And so sort of like going through, you know, it can be anything, it can be a sentence, it can be a word, it can be a scene. Um, so kind of going through that after, obviously I had, well, not obviously, because some people don't outline, <laughs> but yeah, right, right, I, yeah. I had an outline and I had my structure sort of like set up. And then it was kind of going through that no judgment notebook and like pulling out pieces of dialogue on that. So I did actually uh, work with uh, someone in the early stages. So I had um, her review the first about 30 pages plus the outline for the remaining um, episodes. And she gave me feedback on that, which was really helpful. And I think, you know, that's definitely something that I'm going to be doing again as I go into season two, because mm. just having that feedback early before you finish the whole thing, it can be really important. And yeah, she said something to me that kind of pretty much changed the trajectory of the story um, in a better way. So right. I think that's really helpful to do that. So I'm the type of person who edits as they go along. Mm -hmm. So I can't tell you like how many drafts I have because <laughs> like I, it's just sort of happening as I go along. So by the time I got to the end, I did also have some beta readers that I sent my script to and uh, they yeah gave some feedback. So that was also really important to me to just, you know, find out, is it all coming together as a story yeah, does yeah. it make sense are there any inconsistencies um that people are picking up on also like you know what do people what do they like about mm. it yeah so that was generally the process the writing process obviously there's a lot more like granular detail mm. I could go into about that but yes feedback is super important and with that feedback because I know I noticed with particularly private affairs, like the characters felt like different people. But you know, sometimes when you, um, for example, listen to an audio book, so you're listening to a novel in your ears, <laughs> um, yeah. and it's written by the same author, and sometimes the characters can sound like the author. You know what I mean? Like you're like, oh, I I know that this character is from the writer because they all kind of sound, they kind of speak in a similar fashion, but each character feels really different in Private Affair. Was that something that you just knew the characters and what you wanted or or did any, was there any part of the editing process where someone said that actually doesn't sound like, you know, so-and-so would say perhaps they would say it this way or something like that? Um, well, I think what you're sort of getting at is like the character development um, part of the equation, which for me, that's a big 
focus area. I don't know. I don't like to say focus because I don't really focus, you know, yeah. but I'm very into character driven stories. Yeah. What I mean by like, I don't focus on it is like, I'm not like ruminating about it. I think it's something that also kind of like comes from within me yeah, I don't know yeah, like yeah. I know we're getting mean. very woo and I, <laughs> I know like it's really frustrating when like I've watched uh, interviews with the writers and they get like really woo woo about like you know I'm like just tell me the concrete facts but it's also like <laughs> it's different I, for everyone though isn't it yeah 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 it's different from everyone and I think that um for me because I also do a lot of reading right so outside of reading scripts you know I read novels, I read nonfiction, right? So I think just being a good reader, um, you you get a better sense of like character development. And then also, uh, well, when I was writing Private Affairs, like sometimes you don't even know where the words are coming from. They're just coming from the character. There were times when I was literally typing the character Taft's lines and like rolling my eyes because I'm like, oh my God, this guy is <laughs> the worst. <laughs> And she's like, so, how am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so awesome. it actually, yeah, it becomes fun and it becomes, you know, a little bit more of like a discovery when you actually allow the characters to, uh, you know, take you through the story, you know. Yeah. And you, I feel like I had to kind of get out of my own way sometimes because I wanted to like go for a particular ending mm. which that didn't end up being the case and I actually had to like I wrote it but it just fell flat for me so then I had to scrap episodes five and six and rewrite them wow, okay. and just let the characters lead me to where they wanted to go yeah oh. so it's a little bit of a dance you know yeah yeah where you you can't control too much but you're also you're also actually in control in control <laughs> exactly <laughs> I love it well let, let's jump into the studio uh, for, for the recording and maybe we can we, we can have a look at were there any aspects of the characters that suddenly the actors brought that you were like oh wow I didn't even that's yes that's exactly how they would say it or they would do that yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think uh, with Mati, the, the character Mati, who's played by uh, Tsungiraiwa Chenoka, um, initially when I'd written Mati, she had quite a different demeanor to how she came out in the show. But it was after I met Tsungi and we were just having like that was like the most fun audition <laughs> that I had because it was literally like we're just having chats, and, you know, like yeah, catching right. up like girlfriends. Yeah. And it was just like something about her like demeanor and her like she has sort of like this like dry sense of humor, which I found to be so funny. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like it would be so cool to kind of merge that about Tsungi with mm. this character mm. and really leverage um, her personality. So yeah. I did actually go back and like rewrite some of the lines for Mati just to make it a little bit more consistent with like this, you know, new idea that I got or new inspiration that I got from meeting Tsungi. So mm. yeah, that was one of the things that uh, came out of the whole process of casting. And then also Taff was just, um, <laughs> he was, yeah, he played the character perfectly. <laughs> and he also like brought in his own ad libs as well that were just like <laughs> even more, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so you get a lot of like nice surprises, you know, um, as you're going through the process. I mean, the, you can tell that there's so much work behind it, but 
the way it comes across, the way those conversations come across, it just sounds like that's just for some people having a chat. It's amazing. Um, and I know that that wasn't, that just didn't happen in the studio. There's been a lot of stuff that is, has gone on in the background, whether it's the script writing, the, 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 the rehearsals, the production, the post-production, the editing. But, um, geez, you, you must have been so happy at the end of each recording session and just gone, oh, we nailed that. <laughs> well, I mean... I wouldn't say at the end of each recording session because you always, well, for me, like I'm always like anxious about, you know, something uh, horrible going, you know, something going wrong with, yeah, right. with like the last recording session or whatever. But, and I suppose that's like another tip that I would give people is also like with um, the table read. So we did a table read and I probably like in retrospect, it would have been wiser to record the table read the way that we were going to record it like yeah, as right. though it were a production so that at least that way you have something yeah <laughs> and okay. I did like I did record it but it was also like you know you, you're trying to set up the take and because it was during the pandemic as well you know people were recording from home and stuff like that so it wasn't yeah. you know captured as beautifully as I would have <laughs> liked to but if if I had had that then I would have been like a lot more calm going into production do you know what I mean and yeah. not having that like okay we need to nail it <laughs> you know and not pass that stress on to the actors as well so you're trying to act all calm but <laughs> yeah, meanwhile yeah, you're like, like are ah. we going to get this scene yeah <laughs> so uh because I just think there must have been so much writing in it because each episode's what, about 20, 25 minutes, something like that? Yes. Long, something yeah. like that. So how long did it take for the editing uh, for, for each episode? How, how long should people expect uh, an episode, about 20 minutes of an audio play to take for them to have a finished product? Mm, well, I think it depends on how many takes you do. Sure. Um, yeah, so... I had the table read recording and then for each scene I had about three takes. So that takes a while mm. to kind of go through that and like pick out like, you know, which parts are the best. And like, you know, sometimes you select one part of one take and another part of another take, but then they don't exactly match in tone. So it's like, okay, can't do that. You know, so it's kind of like back to the drawing board. So it's really difficult to give people an estimation on how long it'll take to, to edit. It just depends on how, how clean of a recording you have and yeah. if everything worked out beautifully, <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah, totally. Yeah. But I would definitely say for me, at least anyway, is to try and limit the number of takes like you don't want like to get to a stage where it's like so many takes that you can't even make a decision. Too many options. Know? Yeah. Yeah, I totally get it. And did you give yourself a, a proper deadline? Like this this episode has to be done by now or I need the whole season finished by now so that you didn't keep tinkering? Because that's a problem that people have, right? <laughs> Particularly, yeah. <laughs> the you perfectionism. Know, yeah, you're like, oh, just, I'll just do a little bit more. I, I, I remember... Um, in art class, like at high school, uh, there was this one girl, she was really good at painting, right? And the teacher would always have to go up to her and say, you've finished. It's time to, <laughs> it's time to step away. That That's done. The more you do now is not adding anything else. You've just got to step away. It's great the way it is. And so I always have to tell myself that as well. I'm like, just stop. <laughs> 
yeah. you're the only one that will notice. <laughs> yes, yes. That's yeah, that's a really great tip because yeah, I definitely fall into that a bucket of like perfectionists but I also had to be like really conscious that it was never going to be like exactly perfect you know so I kind of just had to let some things go which is which is fine you know um, but I did have a deadline in that um, I had taken uh, six months off of my uh, job mm-hmm. uh, so I took a sabbatical to work on private affairs so like my money was running out. So I was like, okay, I need to get back to work. <laughs> so this podcast needs to be done, <laughs> you know, by like by force, we need to finish this. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I think that really helped to just like keep the momentum, even yeah. though I was tired, you know, it's just like, okay, it needs to go out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it needs This needs to finish. So what are you going to do with season two in that respect then? Do you just have to be really super strict with yourself or have are you going to give yourself extra time like how far into the production are you yeah so at the moment I'm still sort of like just about to start writing sure um yeah I actually decided to to leave my job my day job and you know work on season two uh, try and build this audience and yeah you know because it's fun yeah <laughs> I, it's painful but it's fun <laughs> it's fun pain <laughs> exactly so yeah so this is what I'm doing right now full time um so yeah so I'm about to start writing I am still fundraising so we have raised about 50 percent of uh, what it's going to take to produce the whole thing so I'm hoping that as you know uh, the year progresses and more funding opportunities come about um, that I can actually like, you know, go for those opportunities and erase the remaining 50%. And also if there are any people who are super rich and listening to this, they can yeah. also, you know, hit me up. <laughs> where, 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 where do we, where do we, where do they hit you up? I'm not the super rich. <laughs> where, if, if people do want to uh, contribute, where, where do yeah. they? Where do they get Yeah, uh, the website, privateaffairspod.com. Uh, just hit donate and you can donate securely through PayPal. Yeah, and you can also, you know, all my contact information is there as well. Um, yeah, so I'm super contactable. <laughs> <laughs> Ready for replies, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, Christine, this has been amazing to, to pick your brain about just the processes and the over. Arch, arcing like where do you start where do you begin like where, how, how's it supposed to end uh process of of doing a audio play and audio drama and uh can't wait for for season two I want to I want to dive back into that world again <laughs> thank you well thanks so much for checking it out like yeah it I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say like I am grateful for every listener because it really does you know, make a difference to know that people are listening and enjoying it. So thank you so much. You've been listening to a Social Storytellers podcast. 